Hey guys, it's JC, the You Made New podcast, um, episode five of season five. I'm telling you, I, I warned you at the beginning, didn't I? <laughs> we are in the deep end of the pool, aren't we? This is some seriously profound, mentally um, deep stuff. And I hope that's okay. Like, I like I like that stuff. I would rather know what the deep issues are in my life that are keeping me from true life in Christ. Like, I would rather know. So I kind of don't mind diving in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> um, but here's been my worry all week. In fact, I was talking to a friend about this. I, I, I've worried a bit that it is a lot to throw at you in just a 20-minute episode. That last one, boy, I just was hucking them one after the other. And here's another quote. And here's another quote. Here's another idea. Here's another type of big leap. And I was thinking how in a manuscript, when this was first developed, I have a whole chapter to kind of work you in slowly to the idea and introduce it and give you time to chew on it. But the podcast format is a lot different. But here we are. I I still am committed to this. I want to do this. (laughs) What finally helped me kind of calm down about it is I realized, um, okay, the goal in these episodes isn't for me to outline each fig leaf perfectly because the truth is you might not even have that apron. That might not even be a thing in your life. We're all so different and our coping mechanisms and mindsets and belief systems and the way we've grown up, the things we've adopted, the fig leaves we've chosen are going to be radically different for each of us. So even though I have 20 minutes, the goal isn't to perfectly outline each one. All we're doing All we're doing is trying to set a pattern with this story of Adam and Eve that gives us a way to examine ourselves, to look at our own life story. And and so you're not asking yourself, do I have these same fig leaves that JC's talking about? No, the goal is that I want you walking away from this podcast asking yourself, what are my fig leaves? How do I do this? How do I try to cover up the nakedness and shame and discomfort and pain of the fall and spiritual death? What do I reach for? False mindsets, belief systems, coping mechanisms. What does it look like in my life? And if you're anything like me, I mean, I was blind to this for a very long time. I didn't think this way. I was just kind of doing the religious thing and that's all I thought I really needed to worry about. I didn't look into the deep things of my mind and my heart and and the faulty systems that I'd gotten caught up in or this was new to me. And so I really didn't see it this way. And I needed help. Like, honestly, um, I am convinced this is something that we have to take to the Lord to make it individual, to make it personal. So that's really where I'm hoping you are at this point. Um, Asking yourself the question, not do I match the fig leaf she's talking about. And then if I don't, I'm like, oh, I'm good, right? (laughs) No, it's like, okay, she may do it that way, but how do I do it? How do I do this? Um, Another thing that dawned on me, because I was thinking about giving more examples in this episode, and then I thought, you know what? Actually, it hit me. (laughs) Our entire podcast, all the seasons, We've been talking about a lot of this kind of stuff. And you think of how many episodes we've done where it's like, okay, here's the before type of thinking and here's where we should be. All those before 
whatever the podcast episode was about, those before types of thinking or issues, those are all fig leaves. That's a way we could look at it. And, you know, we did one on fear, a three-part thing on fear. Don't tell me that can't wrap around you just like a fig leaf apron. And you think because you worry about it, you, you can control it. And so it makes you calm down about your nakedness. I mean, there's so many different ways. I did a three-part one on, on people-pleasing. We talked a lot about chasing the world's image of beauty and success, money. I mean, there's so many different ways. And so, um, in fact, I'll, I'll be honest, the very first fig leaf that kind of the Lord went, I want you to look at this as an analogy in your life. Like in my 30s, this was something that all of a sudden like I began to see this story differently and began to to look at that apron specifically and go, wait, is this supposed to mean something? Or is this just a little detail? And that's when I finally started to realize, wait a second, there's ways we do this. And the very first one that the Lord showed me in my heart was a very simple, small one. It was body image. It was... If I can just lose 10 pounds, if I could just be this pretty, if I could just find the right makeup, if I could just, then I would be happy. All this angst I'm feeling, all this, it's because I need to get my body to fit this standard. It was a fig leaf apron. It was a false mindset. It doesn't do it. False belief system. And we've talked a lot about that. So you should know what I mean by that. But do you see how many forms this can take? So the point at this at this juncture in our journey is not about my specific aprons. It's you taking off journaling, studying, praying, going, okay, I need to see this dynamic in my life and what ways that I do this. Now, the bigger question is not just what fig leaves do I sew on? What have I grabbed to cover my nakedness, to cover my shame, to cover the fall, all that pain of my spiritual death? Yes, we do it. We've outlined tons of examples. We can see that we do it. The bigger question that I want to go into for a little bit is why does that even matter? (laughs) What's the big deal about this, JC? Why do we need to talk about this? Why is it so important that I understand this? Okay, you've got this little analogy going from this story. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? And that... If we answer that the right way, then that drives us to see, to, you know, go into our life and go, where else do I do this? Where else? Because shedding my body image apron was so liberating, (laughs) freeing, awesome, like the coolest thing ever that immediately, do you know what it did? It made me go, okay, where else, where else do I do this? Where else, where else am I seeking some sort of faults? you know, comfort, false happiness and something that won't bring it. Where else? Like it, it created a hunger in me to strip off every fig leaf. And there were a lot of them. So why, why does it matter? Let's go over a few ideas. I don't think I'll touch on them all. I think you could really find a lot of reasons. The main reason for me is by doing this, we end up putting all our energy into things that can't bring life. We are talking in this season about finding life in Christ, being made alive in him, brought back from our spiritual death, redeemed, restored, made new, brought to life. And by chasing and grabbing for fig leaves, false selves, whatever form that takes, 
We put all our energy into things that won't do it, that can't fix our spiritual death, that can't fix the fall, that can't redeem us from our fallenness. It's just wasted effort. It kind of covers it for a while, right? There's a false sense of security that comes with it. Like when Adam and Eve, I can just picture in their head when they they sense their nakedness for the first time ever, grabbed for leaves as quick as they could, got them, you know, sewn together and put on. And I'm sure there was an initial sense of, okay, okay, we're good now. I mean, there's a false deceptive feeling that it works, but in the end, does it fix your life? Does it leave you in a place like Christ has promised in scripture where your joy is full and you are redeemed and you are alive in him? And No, let me, let me give you a couple of scriptures that just initially came to mind. And I was, as I was thinking about this, they're verses that we've probably done before Isaiah 55, we've talked about, um, verses one and two, where he talks to everyone that thirst is thirsting. Come to the waters. You that have no money, come, buy, eat, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. He's promising this satisfaction. But in verse two, he says, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. He's saying you're spending all this effort on things that won't feed it, that won't heal it. Your labor, you're pouring all these efforts into a life that isn't going to fix the root problem, that isn't going to bring you what you're looking for. And that's why he says, hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight in fatness. And we've done that before. Why are you you spending your money on things that won't feed you? Why are you pouring all your efforts into things that won't satisfy? They're, They're temporary. They're deceptive. They won't fix it. That is why we have to see our fig leaves. They're keeping us so distracted, so caught up in a false life, and they won't fix it. I think even more so, they keep us blind to our need for Christ. Because if I can have a good enough fig leaf apron in place, a strong enough false self, where I've really convinced myself in my mind that I'm doing pretty good based on my financial success or my religious success or, you know, all the things we've talked about. I have, I'm such a good people pleaser. Everyone loves me. Everyone's happy with me. It very rarely brings me pain. Then I'm pretty blind to my need for Christ because my fig leaf apron is kind of working. It's not, I mean, right? It's not fixing it, but it feels good enough in the temporary Like when Adam and Eve first put the aprons on, I'm sure they felt comforted enough that it was good. They were good. I got this under control. You don't go to Christ in desperation because you no longer feel naked. You've kind of got a a strategy that's working for you. In fact, I had layers of strategies. When one kind of wasn't working in my life, I had several other ones. (laughs) I mean, I I was a queen of fig leaf aprons. I had all kinds of... Things that I chased to find happiness and to make me feel more secure and to cover up my, my shame or my insecurities. I had all kinds of, you know, ways that I did that. And it kept me blind because I was like, that's okay. I'm doing good. And if I wasn't, I ate a whole bunch of ice cream at night and that was fine. (laughs) We'll talk more about that later. But do you see how once we begin to see these, um, these aprons for what they are, 
faults. They're faults. They won't do it. That's why we've got to do the work in our own individual lives to see what is keeping us from true healing in Christ, from finding true life in Christ. That's why we can't just jump in to a bunch of episodes about how to find life in him. We've got to see first what's keeping us from it, what's keeping us stuck. In fact, my one of my favorite um, details about the Adam and Eve story that I think we miss sometimes, a writer pointed it out to me um, a couple years ago and I was like jaw dropped. I thought, oh my gosh, I never even saw that. So later in the story, after Adam and Eve have run off and they're hiding and God comes and calls them out of hiding. It's just a few verses later, but he calls them and has this interview with them. And we're going to go into all that eventually. But he asks them, why were you hiding? And listen to what Adam says. This is Genesis 3 verse 10. He says, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. That's what he tells God. I was afraid because I was naked, so I ran off. But think about this for a minute. When he heard the voice of God, he had his fig leaf apron on. That detail has already come out. They've already put their aprons on. But they hear God's voice in the garden and they book it into the trees. I was afraid because I was naked. He wasn't. He was wearing an apron. But here's the point. Those type of false coverings are useless when it comes to God. He sees right through them, right? And we feel just as exposed, even though we may have fooled the world or our family or those around us or our coworkers with our false self. When God shows up, we're running. (laughs) Like it doesn't cover us. He felt just as naked as if he had nothing on. Nothing on. They don't do it. They're false. Why would we spend another minute throwing our energy into these types of mindsets and belief systems when we have been offered eternal life in Christ, lit up inside us, everlasting life, lit up in our soul in a way that stays lit, that we are done with the emptiness, that we're back to full throttle like glowing, effective life that is just burning in our souls. Why would we waste another minute sewing on fig leaves? We've got to see what they are in our individual lives. So see, I'm kind of turning it over to you now. This is kind of, we're going to kind of move on to the next detail. And this is the point where you've got to take it to the Lord and say, okay, show me. And thankfully, I will say he was very slow and gentle and kind with me. He knew he couldn't be like, okay, here's something and here's another thing and here's another thing. It was, it was at my pace at what my poor little mind could handle one at a time. I journaled. I spent months on this. And once we'd kind of worked through one, I'd go, okay, I'm ready. What else? And he would show me the next thing. It's a process. It's a journey. So we're going to move on. But you stay in that and stay in that place. I'm still uncovering stuff. I'm still uncovering stuff. And I've been at this like 15 years. But with that said... Let's go to the next detail. Now, I'm doing this kind of backwards. Normally, I, I, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Normally, I will introduce it at the beginning of the episode and we'll talk about it, right? The whole episode. But this one, we're almost done. But I'm going to throw out this detail, this next simple detail, because I want you to take a couple of days to think about it, to kind of just ponder it and think about how this fits your life. That we've been in Genesis 3. 
And we just went through verse 7. The eyes of them both were opened. They knew they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. That's verse 7. So verse 8, we actually just talked about. Just talked about a second ago. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and, uh, sorry, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now that phrase itself is what we're going to settle on. They heard him and they did not just run off. This isn't just about running away. This is about specifically choosing to hide themselves, it says, from the presence of the Lord. Hiding from him, specifically among the trees of the garden. They were running from him. Now, this is the one we're going to dig into for a few episodes, okay? Specifically, the idea of hiding from his presence. Not just hiding, but hiding from the Lord. Now, I, I think most of us, as we begin to contemplate this, will think, okay, the most obvious way we do this is those around us, we see people all the time. Maybe we've had a season of life where we've done this. We quit going to church. We quit praying. We're not in the scriptures. We are, we are leaving it physically running away. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm out I, for one reason or another. It's the prodigal son. Give me my inheritance. I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. That would be the most logical way, right? That we run from the presence of God in our lives, that we use this detail of the story to metaphorically represent how we do this. And so a lot of us, you know, will think, especially if you're, again, listening to this podcast, you're trying to seek a gospel-centered answer, you're probably a believer who's very active in your faith. And so we'll, we'll see this detail and we'll go, you know, I don't think I run from God. I don't hide from him. I, I pray all the time. I'm in my scriptures. I go to church. I help other people. I blah, 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 whatever the... And so we, we really may brush past this detail and go, well, I don't do that. <laughs> don't we start every one of these with that initial denial? Like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't run from him. But here's the question I'm wanting you to ponder until the next episode. Is it possible that your outward life could be very active in your religion, but in your mind, in your heart, you're a thousand miles away? Um, it made me think of a verse, it's in Matthew 15, where Christ is kind of having a back and forth with the Pharisees. They're kind of debating. And, and in verse 8 and 9, Christ says to his disciples after he's done talking to the Pharisees, he says, This people draweth nigh to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. See, there's the running. There's the running into the trees, the running away. They're doing all the stuff on the outside. But their heart, gone. In vain, he says, do they worship me. I think this is more the type of hiding or running from God that we have to look at. Because, again, I'm not guessing a lot of prodigals are listening to this. More often, it's the ones of us that are active. We're busy. We're, we have the scriptures memorized. We're, we're the ones leading in our congregations. We're the ones... Um, you know, reading the Bible with our children. and But there are ways we can run from him in our heart, even if outwardly we're doing the checklist. And we, guys, this isn't new. We've talked about this, but we're going we're gonna to go into this several different ways we can do this in the next episode. But I want you to think about yourself. How do I hide from his presence? What am I doing during the day that's keeping me separate 
where I'm, I'm just in another place. I'm not near him at all. That's where I want you to go. And then we'll dig in. I hope this was helpful to kind of tie together the fig leaves to kind of give that vision, you know, form so that we can now move to the next detail and do a little digging. But honestly, if you need a little more time on the fig leaves, like pause it. You don't have to run into the next episode. (laughs) You don't have to like, wait, wait, I didn't even get the fig leaf thing down. And now you're going into the next thing and take your time with this. This will be here. Just kind of get that ball rolling. I really suggest journaling. I did so much. Not even, it doesn't have to be pages and pages if you're not a writer. Bullet points of what the Lord is showing you. So that even if you you don't have time to process it right now, this is my fig leaf and this is my, and I do this too. And these are all my aprons. At least get them down so that as he begins to show you things in your life, you can take notes on them and start to look at how to unravel those. And we'll talk more later in this season about how to pick apart the, the tightly sewn fig leaves. That will be part of this process. So you don't feel like you have to shed them all right now. It's more important at this point just to see them. Because a lot of them are pretty tightly woven. Mine mine took, some of mine were pretty easy. Like, oh, you know what? I don't have to live that way anymore. I'm just not going to believe that anymore. Some of mine were so deeply woven into my brain from childhood that getting that fig leaf off of me was a very long process and I'm still working on it. People pleasing is one of those. I, I didn't just shed that in a day. I'm still, you know, really having to work through that. So again, just being aware, beginning to be aware of these things, jotting them down, taking some notes, thoughts on them, not feeling like you have to have it all fixed right now, but just continue the self-evaluation process. And then we will go deeper in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me today.